I think it's like late fall, you know, the water's getting cool. He put a glove on his foot and we surfed for like four hours like that. Maybe just go to the ocean and, and watch the waves. I think if you can read a wave, you'll progress a lot quicker. I've had a couple of close calls. For like two minutes, like I thought I was gonna die. All right. Hey everyone, we have my buddy Corey, who is uh, I'm super excited to have here. We actually met down in Central America surfing this perfect right point, which we're not going to name. <laughs> but uh, it randomly turned out that the guy that I was surfing with ended up uh, happened to be basically the mayor of Nova Scotia in some ways. <laughs> A true Arctic explorer, like goes and surfs all these crazy waves all to himself. Uh, it's pretty amazing. I, I haven't met many people that have done that much exploring of uncrowded waves. I mean, uh, well, we're going to get into it, but the, the stories that Corey was telling me were just pretty wild. And just to show how, um, I guess, uh, how, how his level of knowledge is when Surfline went up to Nova Scotia to figure things out, Corey was one of the people that, he, that they hit up. So uh, definitely a man of uh, many skills. And uh Definitely the person to hit up if you're ever going to go to Nova Scotia. Um, I'm supposed to go up to visit him. I wasn't able to do it this fall, but uh, you're welcome. Whatever you want to do it. Yeah, me and Ryan are definitely going to do that sometime. Well, hurricane um, season is the hurricane season. (laughs) That's the warmest time, dude. We just got snow down here. Did you get any snow today? We did actually. Our second one of the year. So yeah, everybody was you know forgot how to use their winter driving skills because they haven't used it since really last year but it's been warm and really you guys actually have snow on the ground for us it was Uh, just like a little sprinkle here in brooklyn we got about might have got three inches oh so proper snow now yeah yeah christmas vibes just enough to make you know the driving a hassle and uh you know if you got anywhere to go it takes you four times as long but we should be used to it up here but not this year it's been weird oddly warm so okay so you do you have like a what kind of rig do you have to get around in the snow um a three-quarter ton truck (laughs) (laughs) that's probably the way to go yeah drive winter tires chains and all that when you need it and we live up on a hill too like overlooking the ocean so you got to pay for that view and sometimes you know you wake up you know you have snow on the ground which is fine and then you get a you know, a warm front comes through and next thing you know, your driveway is a sheet of ice and, you know, you're scrambling to try to figure out how you're going to get down the driveway that they'll put in your, your vehicle in the woods. So there's a, oh, uh, you got to pay to have the view, I guess. Pay to have the view, pay to live in a place where you got tons of crazy waves and yeah. it's relatively, un- I mean, it sounds like from what you're telling me, it's pretty uncrowded. Um, but you know, let's, let's actually start at the beginning. Um, just kind of curious, you know, when did, uh, how did you get into surfing? We'll, we'll start there and then we'll kind of end up getting into more of your exploration stuff. But, um, yeah, I want to start with how you got into surfing. Yeah. Um, I think it was like, excuse me. It was probably like right out of high school. I kind of, I got out of high school and, uh, my father owns a, a welding company. So I ended up working with him and, there's a guy at work there and we, we became friends and, you know, he was, he surfs and just seemed like the right thing to do. So what did I do? Went on eBay and found the smallest surfboard I could find and, uh, in a five, four wetsuit. And that's where I started. 
You started with the so, smallest surfboard you could find. It's, I, I made this the same mistake that anybody with, I don't know, a young kid with an ego has. And, you know, I, I just wanted to be on something that looked cool. But I didn't have really yeah. anybody else to tell me different. So, or maybe I did. Maybe I just didn't listen. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I wish I had my knowledge now. I, I, I would have, you know, started on something much bigger and easier. But me being, you know, pig-headed and stubborn, I... I stuck it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that is a very common mistake that people make. They jump into too small of a board. They spend so much time floundering around. They could have accelerated their progression. But... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I made that mistake, and uh, I don't let other people do it. Not if I have. Not if I can persuade them not to. But um... yeah. So so did your friend throw you right straight into like winter surfing, or did you like surf in the summer first I, or I the think... fall, and then? I think I started in the summer and then it was like one of those things like I, 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 I did it when it was warm and then winter kind of set in and I did it a little bit. And I remember my buddy calling me, he's like, Hey, you want to go surfing? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do, but I got to go dig my, my wetsuit on the snowbank. And I remember, I remember <laughs> digging it in the snowbank and you know, I probably didn't buy the top of the line suit back then. I remember it being not that enjoyable, you know, and so like probably like for the first like year or two it was kind of like off and on and then i probably started progressing and then i think progression is really what drove me to to do it you know right that's that's when you really get hooked when you see the potential and you start improving and then like, like i'm like oh my god we got all these amazing waves around here and you know and that and progression and exploring made me you know want to do it more so than most people Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said you started when you're, you just got out of high school. It's probably like 17, like, I think. You're 17. So, and then you're, how, so how long ago was that? I mean, you're 35. I'm 35 now. now like so, yeah. That was a, yeah, so, that, was a, that was a good while ago. What was it like surfing back then? I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, you're already talking about surfing in Nova Scotia, which is going to be uncrowded relative to like most yeah. places on the East Coast or California. Most places. But then you even, definitely. Period. Right. Yeah. And then you rewind yeah. in time even further. There probably were even less surfers and less knowledge about surfing. So what was there, that like? There, there was. There was. Um, there's always been people around surfing. You know, if you want to go to, you know, Lawrencetown or Cowbay, kind of the place close to town, you know, it, on a good day, I mean, you could, you could surf with 20 people, you know. But mm -hmm. if you want to get off the beaten path, and I mean, Nova Scotia is just like a, there's points everywhere. I mean, you can drive for a half an hour in a car and you could pass 20 or 30 different points that, you know, not, maybe not all of them be good, but I bet you half of them or three quarters of them are good. So it's like you kind of, if you want to surf close to town, you can surf with people just like anywhere else, like probably, you know, Yeah. but if you want to just drive a half an hour or 20 minutes and you can literally surf with you and your buddy and, you know, cobblestone point breaks with, you know, they're, uh, they're not hard to find around here. So, so how did it start for you though? The, the exploration part of it, like, was it, is that something everybody does or is it, was it something that you kind of, you, maybe you had some kind of adventure that made you get that bug? Like, how did it start for you? It started just because I lived, I lived in a place like I lived down the end of the road, but I didn't really surf there. I just kind of knew the local breaks. And then 
I started looking around like where I lived and I'm like, holy, like there's good ways here and there's good ways there. And then, and then it led me to Google earth, which is, you know, I still find myself just gazing at all these cobblestone points and I'm like, Oh, you know, I wonder, I wonder what that looks like on this day with this wind and that. And it just became a little bit of an addiction. And, you know, I'd find myself just, just cruising through Google earth, looking at all these setups and, and I'm just slowly kind of checking them off the list. You know, there's, there's so many of them though. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's, it's crazy. So I think just being aware of what's around me, you know, mm-hmm. led me to want to find what's, you know, what's there. And, and, you know, next thing you know, you're driving a half an hour and then you're driving an hour and then it's like, okay, well, I already seen this point and this point. And then eventually you're just, you know, you're four or five hours up the coast, one direction. And, it just, mm-hmm. and you find sometimes you strike you strike out, but the more knowledge you gain to like, kind of realize why these places break, then the odds of you scoring, you know, is is high because you know you know what to look for. You know, you need deep water for the most part, not too deep though, but you you know mm-hmm. you're looking for certain things on the ocean floor, and um, eventually, you know, you can look at it. You can look at Google Earth or a map, and you kind of get a general idea but then there's like there's a kicker too so like i've found multiple waves in places that you know you wouldn't even think you know you can look at a map and see a cobblestone point and, and you look at it and say you know there's got to be a good wave there there has to be you know it just has a perfect contour maybe it has a nice headlamp for you know blocking you know offshore winds or whatever it may be but then like i've stumbled on many waves that you know you just you just never would have thought there would have been waves there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, that's what makes it some fun too. Ref- I just look at a map. Yeah. Go ahead. It, maybe there's like some crazy refraction going on. That's kind of driving the swell and making it wrap around or something like that. Is what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, like a, going back to what I said, like you can look back, you can look at a cobblestone point from Google earth and say, yeah, there's, you know, chances are there's a good way that way it's there, but, uh, excuse me. Um, but other times it's just, it's just a, a wave that kind of breaks in a place that you would never think. So it's, that's also what kind of keeps me interested yeah. because it's not just always laid out in front of you, like exactly like, like you would think. So, so was there like a first time though, that you properly scored and you were just like, and it just opened your eyes to the potential and what made you start exploring is, is it, was there anything like one moment or one experience or maybe a couple of experiences that made you think like that? Uh, there's definitely a, there's definitely one that stands out in my mind. Um, me and my buddy, uh, which is, you know, he's, he's pretty knowledgeable himself. Uh, we, we drove, two hours uh, north and it was a wave that I heard about and and we got there and it was literally flat like like you you couldn't even like like an amp might be able to surf me <laughs> like it was like six <laughs> inches high and, and we're sitting there and it's like and literally like in front of her eyes like it went from flat to like three four feet and then next thing you know it's like like six foot next thing on you know you look out it's like eight foot perfect ways breaking down this cobblestone point so so we're like and we're the only ones that we're the only ones there and it's like man literally look like jay bay as a left like so we're like we're like getting our gear out and stuff and it's like i think it's like late fall so the water is like you know getting cold boots and gloves probably like 
either a good four or three or, you know, maybe with a hood, you know, the water's getting cool. And he, and he's scrounging and he's, and he's, um, he's looking for his, he can't find his boot and he can't find his boot. And next thing you know, he's like, I, I left my boot at home. So yeah, <laughs> no. he put a glove on his foot and he, we surfed for like four hours like that. And he had a glove, <laughs> with on, his glove foot. on his just, foot. With the, Hey man, when you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you see like Jay Bay is a left and there's nobody there, you're like, you know, you're going to, you're going to figure out a way to go, you know? That, is that was so like wild. that was one of the trips that really like you know made me think like I I got to keep keep this search going and uh, that's right. what I've been doing. That was probably that was probably twelve years ago, you know, or more. Wow. Yeah, and, and ever and since then, after, yeah, it's been uh, yeah. I just Nova Scotia it's a, it's a big province. I mean. You drive one end or the other, you're looking at ten to twelve hours, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can cover a lot of coastline. Like you can go down south, you can go way up north, and then you can actually go on like the north facing shorelines, which I haven't touched on too much yet, but that's mm-hmm. kind of like my next area that's kind of untouched for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just I just love the um I mean that story you're telling me, I just love the the adventure aspect of it, you know, it's, it's such a different experience to be like, all right, you know, you're going to go to your local break and it's going to be pumping and there's going to be 40 other dudes there. And, you know, exactly. Oh, it's going to be great. But you also know it's kind of a known quantity. Now, of course, maybe the waves exactly. are going to be a little bit better. The shape is going to be better, whatever it might be, but it's a very different thing when there's that unknown and that possibility that, that to me is like the most magical thing. Um, and it's crazy that you have the opportunity to just do it all the time, you know, not, I don't, when I think about the modern surfer, you know, the modern surfer's version of exploration is like, all right, we're going to go to a well-established spot that we haven't been to. Okay. We're going to go to a different country, but generally you're going to go to a spot that, you know, cause you read about it, you've heard about it. There's a resort there, but yeah. it's a totally different thing when it's like. I don't even know if there's going to be a wave. I don't even know if it's going to be breaking. I don't know how this thing breaks. And then you just roll up and you roll the dice and you cross your fingers and then maybe you score, maybe you don't. Right. It It must be such. Yeah. It definitely started out where I, you know, when I was on these trips, like the chances of scoring were probably less than now. It's just, I kind of know what to look for. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely like I probably spend less time actually um, striking out, I guess. <laughs> like now I just have such a, a better understanding for it. Know, know what to look for, you know, know, like seeing the fetch of the storm, like looking at the period and the direction. And it's just like, now it's a pretty good bet. Like, you know, there's not too much, there's not mm-hmm. too many times that I go somewhere and completely strike out, you know, some other, sometimes it might be better than others, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're surfing, chances are pretty good ways you know which which is interesting because i would imagine if you're going and exploring new spots that you get skunked all the time you know but it sounds like you've you figured it out so like what's your process how do you figure out like how do you find these new spots how do you figure out what's going to make them work like what's your what's your process um swell size you know sometimes like 
if it's a really big, big swell, like sometimes you don't always be want to be out at the front of a point, you know. Sometimes you want to be inside, you know, somewhere where the swell's bending in and and cleaning up, and you know. So it's about like knowing the quality of the swell. Like if if that if that swell's coming into offshore wind and it's been offshore all night, and I know like that is going to be nice groomed swell, then like to go to some place that's more exposed, like you're going to get good waves. But if it's kind of like, you know, there's some wind, wind, you know, stuff mixed in with that swell and it's really big and kind of just like overpowered, then maybe you want to look for a place with a little more refractory and a little more bend and, and, you know, so that that swell has time to clean up, you know, as it comes in. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of knowing knowing the conditions and knowing like looking at your local buoys and you know looking at your period and and just more or less like knowing where if there's a secondary chop on it you want to be away from that somewhere that's not getting that secondary chop you know so Mm -hmm. it's um yeah it's just really about looking at the charts and understanding them i guess you know yeah and so How do you how do you dial it all in though? So I mean, I'm assuming you use like Surfline probably yeah. to figure out what the swells are going to be. You might use Windy to track like the the storm and what the direction of the storm, how far it sits off the coast, how much it moves in, and then the wind yeah. forecast. And then you're you're checking the buoys as well, like real time to be like, all right, how big are these? What what is exactly. the buoy actually doing? Yeah. What are the waves actually doing? Um, and then you're kind of triangulating it from all that. But is there anything else that I'm missing and or anything that you would add there in terms of your, your process? And then just looking at the swell direction. With, yeah, direction uh, is key. You know, with the way that... Yeah, yeah. direction's key. Nova Scotia is kind of like bent in the middle. So like where I actually live, we kind of face like kind of south to southwest. But then if, if you go south, like it actually bends in the middle. So they, they face more east, right? So... If there's like a big east swell, I can kind of look at the map and being like, oh, well, it's kind of like too side on for for like initially where I'm at. So I'm going to go down there. Like, you know what I mean? It's all about just directions. But then there's there's places that I surf like and it just doesn't make any sense at all. Like there's a place down like on the Seoul shore and it literally faces southwest. But it's like a magnet for east swell. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like an underground channel or what there is or just how it comes in. And it kind of like um, another thing I look for too is like if you know like your swell angle and you and you look at maybe like there's some it's like coming into a cove or something and you and you look and it kind of like compresses the swell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like picture yeah. like a swell coming into like a triangle, like something like that. So when it comes in, it's it's kind of like compressing right so then mm-hmm. if like you have that effect and then you have say a reef or a point in there a lot of times that swell is magnetized because it's getting it's getting pushed or compressed into a a cove yeah. or a body of water right so i've had a, yeah. a lot of luck with that just like looking at it like because <clears throat> it's really not that complicated they're 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 vibrations right so if you just kind of have an idea how it's like, it'd be like dropping a stone in the middle of the pond, you know, when you drop it, you know, it, uh, they, the, the waves start out close together. And as they, as they just dis, dissipate or, you know, spread out, they get just like your period, it stretches out. Right. 
but I just look for things that will sometimes compress well. Like I found a lot of good waves that way, just like trying to understand like why the swell moves in like that and then why it compresses. So once you understand that, you can kind of, you know, compare to other spots and like it, you know, I, I, I've had good luck with that process, just like that mm. kind of the compression of the swell. So does, does Google Maps, though, allow you to look at the bathymetry of the, like, the contours of the, the land underneath? Or are you just kind of eyeballing it and being like, all right, it probably is uh, getting compressed there? I used a program, I think it was called Navionics. And it was basically, uh-huh. like, it gave you, like, charts of all, you know, the bottom, right? So I, I, remember, uh-huh. I remember I used to have two iPads. One would be Google Earth, and, and then I'd have another one. The second one would be Navionics. And... I'd kind of just like kind of go down the coast and I found yeah. a lot of like, like kind of like slabby waves that way. Like, cause you can right. tell where the deep water is. And I started yeah. being like, I got to check here. I got to check there. And then, you know, come to find out <laughs> got like a, a small handful of guys been going to these spots. So like, I just found them just from looking at the bottom basically yeah. and being like, okay, there's a really like deep to shallow area here. Like there has to be something. Sure enough, I started going in these places and they were, you know, some of the heaviest waves around. Right. And uh, right, right. I just found that simply from looking at Navionics really. So. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't realize there was a tool that allowed you to do that, but <clears throat> it makes total yeah. sense. I mean, it's pretty cool. You think yeah. about, I mean, that's basically how Nazare works. You know, you have oh, this exactly, panel, yeah. this, 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 that just funnels all that swell. And then it goes right into like, it's like a hammer and an anvil. And it's just like, boom, I was there. Oh, I went man. and saw it when it was like 70 foot. It was the gnarliest thing, dude. It was so gnarly. I hand to those guys. I, I, I you know, I, it's just the level those guys are on is just yeah. insane. Like, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm Superman or anything, but when it's big around here or big to me, you know, I, I'll go out, but when I have that in the back of my mind, what people are doing and what they're surfing, like a 10 to 12 foot wave seems pretty, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the funniest thing for me though, honestly, okay. So I'm like, you know, there's that lighthouse. So we walk, you know, you walk down this hill, you go down to the lighthouse and it just looks like skyscrapers just slow motion collapsing on each other you're just like what the heck that doesn't yeah. even look real it looks like a ninth wonder of the world or whatever then you get down to the lighthouse and you, you start to see it close up and then you kind of look at it and you're kind of like you know it kind of almost looks kind of soft and then you just feel the energy and you're just like oh man i really want to do that like but obviously like <laughs> you're going to die if you do it, but there's a part of you anyway, for a part of me, that's like, Oh man, that would be so cool to do that one day. But you're also like, no, I'm terrified. This looks ridiculous. I, uh... Um, <laughs> and then, so I went down, I was with my buddies, uh, Joey and Nick went down. We were like, all right, well, we're looking up down at it. Let's go to down to shore. So I walked down and then we get to shore and then, you know, and the funny part is when I was looking down, there's a little part of me that's like, maybe someday. And then I get down to shore and I see it's like 30 foot oh, white waters, oh 20 God, foot oh white man. waters. I can't imagine. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, <laughs> nah. You're like, I don't feel nah. very good. <laughs> yeah. go <laughs> back up. And then so I'm sitting there and then I just see like, like, again, just 20 foot white waters. I'm looking at that and I'm just like, wait a minute. I, I think I see like. 
two skis coming in. I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm going to see some big wave surfers coming in, right? And then I realized these two skis coming in. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They're boats. They're not actually <laughs> they're, they're, they're skis, but there's no one on the skis. Oh, no. Oh, shit. So then the two skis wash up on shore, and we're like, whoa, what, what happened to the riders? And then we two, see two dudes floating, and then they, they – they, they, but then I notice as they get close, I'm just like, wait a minute, they're not moving. Oh God. I'm like, oh my God, like what, what happened? So they get closer to shore as they get right up to shore. One of them stands up and st- like stumbles up. He's barely able to get exhausted, up, but he's just like yeah. exhausted. Yeah. He's just worked. Right. Yeah. And he like walks up. The other guy floats up to shore, but is just so wasted. He doesn't even, he can't even stand up. He just uh-huh. like. And then he gets sucked back out. And then that's when everybody ran because they were like, oh, my God, this guy's getting sucked back out again. Yeah. He starts swirling around. And then they run out there. They grab him. They come back in. You know, they lift him up. They see him like I, I do see him cough like, like a gallon of seawater or whatever. And then he just like collapses back down. And then they put him on an ambulance and took him out. And I was just like, oh, whoa. Heavy. Gnarly. Heavy, so heavy, heavy. heavy, dude. Yeah, so heavy. And that's probably. I, I, mean, I think he's. A, yeah. He probably trains, and it's probably his life, right? So, right for just right. a normal surfer to go out there, just <laughs> it's just oh crazy. Yeah. Like I, it, I just how, like how do people get to that point where they're comfortable with going out when it's eighty feet? You know, it just blows my mind. Right, it, they're superhuman, man. I mean, it's. Uh... It's super gnarly. The fa- yeah. like, like a lot of my friends are like, "Oh, you like? Would you ever go in that?" And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even like. I'm like, no. That like, there's those guys are a different breed. Like, I was like, there's like yeah. surfing, and then there's big wave surfing. Like, it's like it's like almost an entirely <laughs> different thing. It's it like is. bungee jumping yeah. to skydive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's like. Uh... Well, it's interesting when you think about the analogies and the differences in, in types of surfing. They're all the same sport, but they're very different. Um, yeah. You know, like high-performance surfing versus big-wave surfing. You know, yeah. It's almost like a different sport, right? And then the, the way the people are, too, and the culture of it is very different, you know? Yeah. And then it's also a similar thing with what you do, where you're exploring versus just yeah. going to your same break. Let's say you're going to just surf trestles or whatever. And you're just doing that over and over. It's this high performance approach, which I love, you know, obviously everybody wants to get good, but then there's also this, I'm going to go and explore, you know, and it's super interesting because I think about the corollary, um, you know, one of my other passions is climbing. And so in climbing, you got the, the gym climbers, the boulders who are indoors and they're just like pure performance. They're just trying to get as strong as possible and be as dynamic as possible. But then you got the guys that are. I mean, the pinnacle of climbing is going out and doing first ascents yeah. on like gnarly big mountain ranges. Yeah. And that's kind of like what you're doing. You're going out in the wild. You're going with just a buddy yeah. or two. And you're going out and you're like, I don't know what we're going to find, but we're going to go and, and we're going to go and try and get some. At least that, you can check it off like, the list, you know? <laughs> if it's no good, you're like, okay, well, chances are, you know, maybe it is right. good. But a lot of times if, if a spot's no good, it's – if you know what when to go typically and it's no good – chances are you can check it off the list because like you know yeah. the bottom's not right or whatever like maybe but i think like 
surfing's only like a quarter of it for me. Like I, I love exploration so much. It's just right. so rewarding. And, and, uh, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of surfers come and go and it's like, you know, they're surfing the same longboard wave every day. And it's like, if I, you know, I, it would get old, you know? Yeah. And I, well, you, you never know what's going to be around the next bend. So you might as well go check it out. <laughs> Yeah, you got that adventure mentality, which I I totally respect. I get it. It's yeah. so cool. Um, yeah, because like, it, it, and I I think the thing about it as well that I find interesting is the um, just the the human aspect of it as well, where you're you're going on an adventure with a buddy. Oh, there's know? nothing better. Like, there's nothing better. Yeah, that, that that is what makes it cool like the two you know couple guys you know and girls or whatever it might be and then you just go out and like try to experience something new versus like with a big pack it's the same thing with climbing as well like you know climbing at the gym hanging out with a bunch of people it's social versus like going on a mission with with some people and that's uh that's why i got to come up to nova scotia <laughs> and surf with there, you out there man you do there's nothing better than leaving at like four in the morning and you're you know you're you got all your gear and you stop at the gas station to get some snacks and you're just you know you and your buddy are chatting and you know it's you you know you're it's a coastal drive so you're seeing waves break here and there and yeah. and like you're in the middle of nowhere like it's it's I don't know. Well, I'm sure like it'd be a culture shock for you and it'd be a culture shock for me to go to New York. But, um, you know, it's, it's just like old little fishing villages and just places that you would typically never go. It brings you yeah. to these places. And, and that's why I love it because right. like I tell people and they're just like, Oh yeah, yeah. And they're non-surfers, hockey players. And they listen to me and put right. up with me. I talk about it cause right. I'm passionate about it, but they don't really right, understand, right. but, the people that do, yeah, yeah. they uh, they share the same love as me, and you know I have a small knit group that you know we we just love it. Like that's what we want right. to be doing. That's when life started feeling short to me is when I when I fell in love with surfing. A lifetime doesn't seem long enough, you know. That's so awesome. That's a great way to live, man. Yeah. Hey everyone, it's Van. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast. Hopefully you've been listening to some good stories, getting some good tips that are helping you improve as a surfer. If so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, it'll only take you literally a few seconds, and share it with your friends. That's the best way you can support me so I can continue to create awesome new content for you. So thanks. Yeah, you, you just end up having this like intimate relationship with with nature that's totally different like you know you could just be watching something but it's another thing to like i'm gonna play in this thing it's yeah so cool. i'm gonna become yeah it's it's just like it amazes me you know it's like this wave or this whatever vibration is it's uh it's gonna break there no matter if you're there or not like there could be completely nobody it could be a fly on a tree branch witnessing this wave break but you have to time it all. Like surfing is just so much timing. Everything's timing from when you right. go to like when you paddle, like knowing which way the wave's going. And it's just like, yeah, it's, you got to make it all work. And it's just, I'm fascinated by it still after surfing yeah. for as long as I have, you know? Yeah, totally. So question, Yeah. you know, adventure means reward but there's also risk involved we were just talking about big wave surfers and all that yeah, yeah like have you ever gotten into any gnarly situations like 
definitely. You know, like you're going and surfing this new spot. You have no idea what's on the bottom. You don't know what the rip is going to be. The swell might be big. Like, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of close calls. I, for like two minutes, like I thought I was going to die. Like when I was pretty young in my surfing career, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I just went to a place that I just shouldn't have been there at the time and ended up eating it on a wave and then losing my board and then getting sucked out to sea. And I, yeah, at one point I was like, I might actually, it's the only time in my life that I was like, I, you know, I, I'm getting sucked out. I was tired. I was like, yeah. I'm And it was like, it was like in the middle of a storm. It wasn't even like, you know, it wasn't good conditions. It was just. I don't know, just lack of knowledge. I went out and I, yeah, I was gassed and I was getting sucked out. And for two to three minutes, man, like I was like, right. I might, you know, I might not come back from this. And, uh, yeah. And I, and I ended up getting washed. Like what happened was I was, I was caught in the channel and I was getting sucked out. And, uh, that's when I was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to get back in the shore. Like I, I, I don't know how I'm going to get yeah. in the shore. And then I ended up washing. I got pushed out of the channel and now I'm like in front of rocks and like, and of course that, that was a new, uh, you know, I would now I knew I wasn't getting sucked out, but now there's new like dangers. I'm like, okay, now I got to try not to like get smashed under the rocks. So I remember I had my, I had my back to the land and I was watching these waves come in. And at this point I knew I was going to, I was going to make it to shore. I just had to be very careful how I went about and did it. So I remember, yeah. I remember going under, going under, and I and it kept pushing me closer and closer. And then I remember one wave was coming, I, and I went to go under, and I remember my chest hitting the bottom, and I'm like, oh, like shit, like it's mm -hmm. getting to the point where I'm, I'm not going to be able to go under anymore because I'm going to be on the rocks. So, and then it just pushed me off to the side of the rocks, and then like literally like a swell came in and kind of like pushed me up onto the rocks, and I remember I just scurried under the rocks, and I and I just ran. As soon as I got up there, I ran. <laughs> And there was like four or five dudes watching me and they're, you know, they were, they were kind of white. They're like, Oh my God, my board was smashed to smithereens on the rocks. And yeah, but I felt good when I seen the rocks, I was like, okay, I'm going to make it, you're close. I'm going to make it in yeah. the shore. Like I, at that point, I didn't even care really. I just knew I wasn't in the riptide anymore, but for that, like two to three minutes when I was in that riptide, like I was like, you know, yeah. it's like finding a needle in the haystack, you know, out there. It's like 15 right. foot swell, 15 foot swell. And like, it was just, it was stormy. It wasn't even like an offshore day. You know, it was just, I shouldn't right. have been there wrong place, wrong time. And yep. like, I'd just never be out there now. I'd be somewhere else, you know? So, right. Right. And you got all this heavy rubber. You're probably just getting oh, so tired. Oh my God. Like, um, this year, like we had a warm year and as you know, I, I went to El Salvador for a couple of weeks and then I came back and I was in like a, a four three so and then like i remember going to my i didn't have a five four so i just kind of went from my four three or my three two to like my now five four or my six five and i'm like oh my god like i i literally blew my first like 10 waves like it's just yeah it's, it, it takes a while what do you have down in uh, new york do you have a five four or you don't, yeah, you don't a, go six i've I have a five and a half, like four right now. That's okay. like the thickest wetsuit I wear. Yeah. I mean, it, it is usually more than enough for the winter, but I have thought about getting a six, five just for like the early morning. And then I have like a five, four for the afternoon, but yeah. What does your water, you know, sometimes what does your water sorry? go down to there? Like, 
Um, I don't even remember. Like 30s. Yeah. Honestly, I just go by like, I just, I mean, it. I know that it's gotten so cold that it's uh, it's turned to slush. I've the seen that here before, before too, a few times. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just know basically in the the winter time, I'm like, all right, I want to be in a five four. Yeah. That's pretty much the way I roll. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. You can almost get away with just having a three two and a five four in New York yeah. because it's like gets really warm in the summer right here. Like yeah, yeah. You're you're trunking it in the summertime. Yeah, I know. When my buddies came up from Rhode Island, they were telling me I was like, they said they were trunking it. it. But the water was warm up here too. I think it was like it was almost seventy. And then we went up north, and I think it was like seventy two. It was really warm. Yeah. That's warm for here, for sure. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and just going back, though, talking about that experience where you lost your leash, I mean, personally, that's also the scariest situations that I've been in is when I lose my leash. I'm usually not too scared of, like, hitting the reef or whatnot. I mean, because, I mean, I've learned my lesson. I nearly lost my eyeball one time, but I cover yeah, my face. Oh, I've seen I, that. Generally, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was that reef that or is usually that was uh that was my board i was down deep in yeah. deep in mexico when that happened um but the scare one of the scarier experiences i had was i was surfing this reef in um pacific and basically it's on a tiny island and <laughs> i was uh, it was the last day of the swell and i was it was the day i was leaving too i was leaving in the afternoon so i was like let, let me get a little window morning uh not sorry. It was the last day I was going to surf, but it was the beginning of the swell. So I'm sitting there on okay. the. I get there. I'm on a. I'm on a board. I had a ding on it, so I'm like doing the ding repair. And then I see this guy roll up. He has a gun, and I'm like, Why does, oh, why does he have a gun? It doesn't look that big. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't yeah. look that big. Uh, and I talked to him, and I chat. I think his name was John or something. I was like. What's up? What's going on, man? And, he, and we were just chatting it up, and he's like, "Yeah, I think the swell's building." So I brought this thing. I was like, "Man, you seem like overgun. Why? You don't need that thing. It looks like you know, a little bit overhead right now." You know, I'm waiting for my my uh uh you know my my board to sun cure and whatnot. Then <laughs> yeah, sun cure. Then more people start rolling up, and then the swell starts to build. And I'm just like, and I look at, it, I'm like, "All right, it's getting probably hey, no. pretty big now, right?" Yeah. And then, <laughs> so the way it's set up, there's like this channel. Uh, that kind of goes to the left, but yeah. then there's like a bunch of gnarly reef right here, and then the break you paddle around the channel, and then it breaks right here as a mostly rights, but there's super hollow, crazy lefts. But you're gonna end up in some gnarly stuff. Yeah. So you know they all paddle out there. Finally, my board is ready, and I'm looking out there. I'm like, man, it's really big now. I don't know if I should go out. I gotta catch a flight, but you know what? I'm gonna try to catch one. So I paddle out there, and then as I'm paddling out one well, i see a guy swimming in i'm like what happened dude he's like oh i lost my board and i was like all right are you, you're gonna be okay and he's like yeah, yeah i'll be fine and then i see another guy paddling oh, in. He lost his board <laughs> swimming in i get out there i'm sitting there and it's like proper bombing i'm like proper like kind of spooked you know yeah. and then i'm like and i'm looking around it's like where's john on his on his gun so i ask around i was like oh yeah john lost his board and I'm like, but where is he? He's like, well, he got sucked in a rip, and he's all the way around. Oh, we no. We don't know where he is right now. And this this spot is like all jagged reef. And so we just don't know where he went. And I, and I still don't know if he's okay. I'm assuming he's okay. 
but I think he got sucked into the rip and just got floated out there. And I was like, okay, he's proper. I mean, three guys have lost their boards. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, all right, do I try and catch one in or do I just try paddle in, you know? But I'm like, oh, dude, I'm here. I, this is my last day. Yeah. I got I to go for one. Paddle for it. Missed it. And then the next one came and just obliterated me. Like, I had a t-shirt on and just ripped my t-shirt around my head. I was just, like, spinning <laughs> underwater with my arms, like, all tattered up. Yeah. Get back up. And I'm like, all right, I'm going in. I'm just going to paddle in. So I start paddling in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be fine. Next thing I know, I'm back in the impact zone oh, because, like, there's so much water pushing into the channel that it was sucking out again. So I was, like, back in the impact zone, got smashed again. And then I'm just like, all right, I really got to book it to get back in. And, like, I made it in, but it was, like, so gnarly. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've been there a few times as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, there's a few yeah. there's a few spots around here that get fairly large. Um, you know, I'm not like a Hawaiian guy. I don't typically like to do that. I, it's eight foot when it's actually 15 foot or whatever they do. But um, yeah. I've seen like 15 foot faces here for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're so close to the storms. Like, yeah, the storms that would come through. Exactly. Like... Yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's there's definitely a handful of spots that. There's some spots you don't even go to just, I don't know when it's like when it's 15 foot top to bottom breaking like pipeline, I'll just go find a nice, perfect cobblestone point somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen some of those pictures you showed me, yeah. like you're saying cobblestone. There's some like hollow waves. Oh, there is. There's cobblestone barrel and point breaks too. I mean, there's, there's yeah. lots of that. Then there's lots of just rippable open phase, really fun waves as well. It's all what you want. Oh, you can find pretty much anything you want here. Just what do you Sounds... want? You know? Wait, so I have a question for you. Sure. You told me that there's a break that was named after you. How, how did you end up getting the name of the, why did this break get named after you? Like what, what was the deal with that? Uh, it's pretty like close to my house and, um, we were just surfing it one day and, and one of my buddies was like, man, it's Corey's bedroom out here. Cause I was always, I was just always out in that area and it just kind of stuck. And, uh, yeah, it's called Corey's bedroom now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, yeah, is that the picture that you sent me? Yeah. That's that one, funny. I was paddling back out and there's that big, right. Oh my point. Oh right, my or, God. This... It's kind of like, a. It's not even really a point. It's kind of like a kind of like a reef slash point break, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it holds a really big swell out there too. I, I've been uh, I've been very terrified out there a few times. Okay, well <laughs> I, I have it. I I pulled it up. Let me let me just show everybody. Let's let's all take a look at this thing right here. That thing looks. Yeah, sick. if you look in the left hand corner, like um, you can see me paddling back yep. out, and and the waves quite a ways behind me. So, you oh, know, it's probably twelve foot faces maybe that day. Man. That looks so good. That looks so good. Yeah, yeah. I would. You're goofy, aren't you? I, th I would have yeah, thought you'd pick I, a left. Oh man, I, I go either way. Yeah, you go either way, huh? You yeah. got it good. I, we, we get. Um, there's pretty much a rule of thumb around here. Like, yeah. If there's, if there's any east in the wind, we typically go left. Like, if it's northeast, you just go. Like, there's like a bunch of different left hand point breaks you can go to. Yeah. And if and if it's northwest or west, you surf right. And we get a lot of west wind in the winter, so right, we right. surf a lot of rights. So it just depends what's going on. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. we had a good run over. When was it? A couple of weeks ago, we had 
a good run of northeast wind and yeah. i think i surfed for like four or five days probably all, all overhead waves and great great laughs yeah that sounds that sounds great Man, Wait, so how do here. you how do you guys i mean i have you know we have our tactics but you, you guys have a whole different level of cold up there like what are your what are your tips for cold water where you're like six five and it's like freezing cold like how, how do you guys stay warm any, um, any tips? honestly it's all about your prep like you know if i know i'm gonna get cold like chances are if it's cold out like you're not gonna go out there and unless you're working really hard, you're not going to go out there and get warmer. It's typically one of those things where you start out, your body temperature is nice and warm. And then, you know, as you're out there for an hour and then two hours and three hours, like your body temperature is dropping. So it's like a game of, you know, I might sit in my vehicle for 45 minutes and, and kind of almost break out in the sweat before I, <laughs> I, I go out and surf, you know, yeah. it's just one of those things. Like, you, you know, I, my suit's always like close to the heat. I have my boots sitting up on the up on the dash, yeah. and they're and they're getting warm. And my gloves and it's yeah, it's all about staying warm before you get out there. Yeah, because your 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 core temperature is going to drop. Right. So, do you yeah. change? Do you have a setup so you can change in your car? Or do you change in the snow? In the I air? typically, uh, I typically, I have like a dry bro, but. I'm sure you've seen them. Yeah, it's I have like one of it's those. like almost a super long. Yeah, okay, it's like yeah. a super long coat. So typically, I'll just like um, normally nine times out of ten, I'll just drive myself. So like the passenger seats open, I normally just you know I, it's a quite a large truck, so I normally like I get changed in there normally. I'll, I'll get my yeah. bottom half on, and then I'll kind of get out and then pull my upper half on, and then right back yeah. into the truck. Yeah, yeah. And then you put your boots and gloves on, and you know you. Then you you take the plunge, but it's all about like you know you can't be standing up in the snow and getting cold before you're gonna go surf. Like it's all about right. doing it quickly, and then keeping your body temperature up, and then and then going. Yeah, now that's smart. I used to have a my my car before I had a, a Honda Element, so you could like wash out the interior. So I would change in my car. Yeah. And then I would bump the heat beforehand, so I'm totally fine. And then afterwards, I had like a whole bucket, like a big tub, and then like waterproof stuff, and I could change out of my wetsuit in there as well. Oh, no, now I... that I have like a nicer car, I can't, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so I, just... I hear. Yeah, it's hard. Typically, I'll put like nine times out of ten, I just get changed beside the vehicle. Like when I'm when I'm when I'm getting out, I just I'm really fast at it now. <laughs> yeah, not not because I want to be, because like. I don't know. I'm sure you know when you after, when you take your mitts off, right. you know you're. It's not long, and your hands are like they they almost don't work. Like, and you're trying to get your six mil suit off, and your your thumbs are bending back, and it's, it's it, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I, I I was born in Canada, so what else do I do? You know, I, it's just normal to me. Like, people are right. like, "Oh my God, you're going surfing," and I like they think I'm weird because I'm going surfing. Well, I think they're weird for not surfing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I was just hanging out with my buddy. He's from Hawaii, and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, the first time I went winter surfing, like my hands got so cold, I couldn't even take my gloves off because they just turned into to ice blocks. And he's yeah, sitting yeah. out there, and it's freezing cold, and he was like, I legit had a panic attack because I didn't know how I was going to get my gloves off, and I was freezing my butt off, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, so... It, 
I mean, he grew up in Hawaii, so that's the problem. That that's his problem, you know. It's all it's all what you're used to. I don't know, like every person I talk to, I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta you know come up to Nova Scotia surfing, and there's their their famous answer is, oh you know, I don't like the cold, and I'm like, wow. I mean, you're you're from Mexico. I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it'll be worth it to score like uncrowded, perfect points. And yeah, like, and oh. it's so true. Like it. Yeah, they uh, they have lots of good waves down there too, obviously. But right. they they don't they don't have the, the multiple point breaks to, to choose from. They get a lot of swell down that Pacific coast, but they yeah. don't have you know. And that's probably the reason why we have all these point breaks is because you know we, we're not getting you know six feet by twenty seconds on a regular basis. You know. If we did, uh, chances are, you know, all our points would be eroded too. But, oh, right. Yeah, that's what you got to look at, right? Because huh. that's why we have all these good point breaks because we don't have the erosion that they have there. So interesting. Huh. Yeah, I never even thought about that, but that makes total sense. Yeah. So actually, circling back as well, I was thinking about because you have like you were saying like forty different points. Yeah, like and you got, yeah. and you have like a million swell directions and potential wind directions. Yes. How do you keep track of it all? Do you have like a surf log where you like? I mean, you what, know what? You know that's, what you do. That's becoming the issue now. I'm like, oh Jesus! Like I forget what what tide this wave works on. I, it's normally up in my head, but now it's getting to the point where I'm I'm just getting too many waves. I I got to yeah. start writing it down. That's actually yeah. like a thing. I've been thinking about like starting like a, a, a surf log in the last year. I've been really thinking about it. And I think I'm going to have to do it because I, I'm having a hard time keeping, I know what winds and what directions typically for the swell, but it's like, I can't remember the tides and like, and in certain, like there's magical numbers for every surf right. break, as you know. Right. And yeah, it's becoming, it's becoming a chore to try to remember all of them. I got help from some of my buddies too. Cause you know, but, uh, it's definitely becoming an issue. Yeah. For sure. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm surprised with all the that different variety you got that you yeah, that you you haven't been doing the, the surf logs. I mean for for us it's like impossible too because it's like we have mostly beach breaks in New York and New Jersey. Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, one year it could be a good high tide spot and the next year it's like mid tide or low tide or whatever, you know. So it's like a constant guessing game. And like I'll yeah. go down, I'll be like, I'm sure this is gonna be good here and then it's like ah oh, no. Well, everything, you know, sand moves around. That's, I know. You know that's, I know. you know, we, we have a few decent beach breaks, but for the most part, we're like either surfing reef breaks or like cobblestone points. And they really don't change that much, you know? Yeah. Like, it's right. not like sand where, you know, you, you get a, a swell and, or, and, you know, some water gets pushed around. Next thing you know, you, you probably, maybe you have waves that you haven't even seen break in that area before, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. sand. Right, right. We don't have that. We don't have that. It's more or less just keeping like the swell direction, size, and wind down. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're. I mean, I wish I lived next to forty different points. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you man, I, yeah. Like you get, come experience it sometime. You'll you'll love it, dude. I'm gonna do it when the water starts to warm up. I mean, heck, I, well, we'll see. I, I'm definitely well, gonna do it though. I want to have one one like thing. One thing you have going for you is typically like, you know what to look for at home. Like, you know, you know when it's going to be good at home. Nine times out of 10, when it's good down there, it's going to be good up here. Yeah. Too. Not always, but a lot, a right. lot. 
just chase that, the swell up the coast. Oh. Exactly. Like, like it's a pretty good bet when I see pictures like coming from Jersey and mm-hmm. it looks good because yeah. it's always like a day to two days before it hits here. Right. I, I pretty much already know it's going to be good unless the wind pattern is completely different. But right. normally right. it's a good bet. If it's good down there, it's going to be good here. That's so cool. So you could like score at home and then literally hop on an hour and a half flight and be up here. Got to find like a good system to make that worth it. So we can get like, yeah, it's gonna I happen, wanna, we're going to do I it. want, I want to come down there as well. Oh yeah. Like I really do for sure. Like that's one thing we don't have is a lot of like beach breaks. So, and if they are, they're like kind of, you know, they're rippable ways, but they're not like top to bottom type yeah. beach breaks. Yeah. So I'd, I'd really like to check that out sometime. Yeah. The time to come is going to be in the fall because you can get like good hurricane swell, but then you'll yeah. also have like, man, New York in the early fall is like the best time to be in the city. You know, it's so fun. It's, yeah, I, I love, I love the city, but I also love waves obviously. So you, that, oh, yeah. that's the perfect time to be in New York actually. So, so like, like how many, like how many people will be surfing on a given day down there when it's good? Like, is it hard, well, hard to get like on crowded waves or? Well, it depends when you go. So like, it also depends on the size. Once it gets to, you know, if we're talking about basically like friendly, like head high waves, overhead waves that are softer and not barreling, yeah, uh, that's when it can get really crowded. Yeah. Once it starts to properly barrel, then it gets less crowded because it's just a challenging wave. Yeah. Um, now there are going to be certain spots that you'll go to where it's barreling and it's really good like it's lining up perfectly and those spots can get very competitive Um, but you're generally still going to be able to find other spots that are going to be a little bit less crowded and a little bit less competitive and that's in that's where we're talking about the fall when it's like uh you know a little bit warmer yeah yeah. but then once it turns to winter it's if it's cold and it's barreling there's going to be a lot more opportunities you know just because there's so much beach break uh, and not everybody's going to be, and there's always the spots that are going to be busy, but then there's a lot of spots where you're going to have opportunities, you know, and when it's, when it's overhead, you know, you're talking four to five, six foot is generally going to be barreling, you know, yeah. almost always is going to be barreling. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty fun, but it is cold in the winter, obviously. So I, I think, I think our weather's probably pretty, pretty similar. I think our winter's probably a little longer, mm-hmm. but I think for like, our water doesn't really go below 32 like ever. Like I've seen it a few times, but not really. Yeah. Even right now, it's still like, I don't know what it is is Fahrenheit, but it's, I think it's like, it's like five degrees Celsius or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which, which is really warm for the, well, zero is freezing. So that'd be yeah. 32. So right. Right. I'd say it's four degrees warmer than it normally is right now. Wow. That sounds yeah. like a lot. It is. And it's, it's having a big effect on our weather. Like typically, you know, after Christmas, normally we set into winter, like, you know, it'll be, it'll be winter, like from January, February, halfway through March, normally. And then after like that, it kind of starts to come around. But Hmm. I mean, we haven't even had winter yet. It's, it's very weird. Everybody's like this, like, even like older people, I, I always like to pick their brain on the weather and yeah. just cause they, they've been around a long time and they're like, 
never, never, I've never seen anything like this. So I, I don't, I don't know if it's just the year or things are changing. Uh, well, things are changing, but yeah, um, okay. yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to work towards finishing up, you know, we've been chatting for a while now. Um, going to ask you a couple quick questions. Sure. Um, number one, what are, uh, well, we already talked about some of the big, the biggest mistake that you made earlier when you were younger. Any, what is your best tip for a beginner surfer? The best tip for a beginner surfer. Foam is your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because you're a good snowboarder doesn't mean you're going to be a good surfer. <laughs> there are people that think that for sure. I, I think every snowboarder thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't realize the hard part is catching the wave. <laughs> or reading the wave, yeah. Right, 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 right. Maybe crazy. just go to the ocean and, and watch the waves. Because yeah. I think if you can read a wave, then you'll have a lot. You'll, you'll progress a lot quicker. Right, right. You know? Maybe so just true. go and watch. I was just so like head on. I was like, I'm going out and like I'm surfing and I like just surf everything. Like just surf. Just that's all I did. But if I had a stood back and, and just took a step back and watched the waves and, you know, got on a board that suited me versus a six O from California, we call it the potato chip because it's right. really about that thick. Yep. 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 Totally. I think foam is your friend and just, don't let your ego get ahead of you. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's the hardest sport in the world as far as I, I you know, I oh, think yeah. anyway. For sure. For sure. Yeah. What so. about your best tip for an intermediate surfer who's working on maneuvers, you know, trying to get barreled, all that? Um, the only time you're going to get barreled is when you want to run. You got to, you got to slow down. Like, you know, like somebody asked me the other day, like, how do you get barreled? I'm like, you know when you're on the part of the wave where you just want to straighten out and run away? That's when you have to just commit and like, yeah. you know, it's it's such a, it doesn't feel very natural like going into something like that, but you just got to kind of trust yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're so right, right? Because as a beginner surfer, you're like trying to be as far away from that powerful part of the wave because you think you're going to get eaten. You're not going to be exactly. able to make this section and you have to like mentally reframe. I need to get more and more critical into a worse and worse situation you know yeah so that is when you key. when you want to straighten out you got to just like pull in <laughs> you know yeah and you got to take your beating sometimes until uh you figure it out that's you definitely part of the process. Do. we've been there so we know yeah yeah all right Corey. well thank you so much for joining this was an awesome uh chat that i had with you lots of good stuff we got to get a surfing together for sure Either you're coming down here i'm coming up there we're gonna do it we're gonna um, we're you're gonna have me and then i'm gonna have your vice versa but we'll uh we'll make sure we get a taste of a little bit of both though let's do i want to check it out and i okay. want to show you around so all right let's do it all right thank Corey. you so much eh yeah thanks again man i'll talk to you later have a good night all right bye Hey everyone, it's Van. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast. Hopefully you've been listening to some good stories, getting some good tips that are helping you improve as a surfer. If so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, it'll only take you literally a few seconds, and share it with your friends. That's the best way you can support me so I can continue to create awesome new content for you. So thanks.